Hello ghouls! Hi and welcome to my first ever episode of Nightly Hauntings. My name is Shanoa and I'm your host for this podcast. I hope you enjoy your time here and we are talking about ghost stories and haunted places and abandoned places and experiences and legends. Everything that has to do with the supernatural in a way or another. A lot of my inspiration comes from the only other podcast I listen to, Two Girls, One Ghost. If you don't know them yet, please go check them out. Corinne and Sabrina are great to listen to. It's so much fun and it just, I like talking. So it inspired me, they inspired me in a way to make my own podcast. I've been thinking about this for a while now. But yeah, I am 23 years old. As you can hear, I have an accent. I live in Munich, Germany. I did grow up with both languages and part of me is from San Diego, but I grew up mostly in Munich. So you may hear my German through some pronunciations. And also it depends on if I was recently in the States because then my accent is not as strong or when was the last time that I spoke English. And depending on that, you can hear it more or less. I'm an eclectic witch, so I pull, I practice witchcraft, but I'm not, I don't fall into a category of like pagan or Wiccan. I just take everything that works for me and apply that. So I work with tarot cards, with oracle cards, with pendulums, with candles, spells, shadow work, um, the moon. I just started learning astrology, which is kind of a part of that too. And I'm still learning everything. So I'm, I mean, I've been doing tarot cards for almost 12 years, but I'm just now learning new things because I started them as a kid and as a teenager. And it was pretty much just for me. But now I'm actually learning new things, how to read them correctly, trying to learn um, the cards and what they mean and stuff like that. I don't have to look it up, that I actually know it out of my head. But yeah. If you have any questions, if you have suggestions, if you have ideas, if you have stories, anything, you're more than welcome to either DM me on Instagram, which my Instagram is dragonrise, but the A is a four. So it's D-R-4-G-O-N-R-I-S-E. Anyway, so you can just write me on, on Instagram um, I don't have a own Instagram for this podcast yet because I kind of want to see if people listen to it or if it's not good or if it's what I can make better. And if people start listening to this, I may open up own, an, an own Instagram page and maybe an own email address for this. So if people want to tell me things, they can write me an email. But for now, you can write me a message there. So for today, I'm just going to do a little, this is a quick episode, I'm just going to do a little bit, a talk about a little chapel near Munich, and then I'm going to tell you a legend. This legend exists everywhere, but for now, we're actually going to talk about the Pest Chapel in Polingsried. Polingsried is south, southwest of Munich, um... It's a little car ride. It's not too far, though. It's behind Stamberg, if someone knows the Stamberger Lake. So anyway, so this Pest Chapel 
has this name for a reason. And we're going to get there. But first of all, I'm going to sum up a little tiny bit about the chapel. So the first mentions that they think is this chapel is from the year 1010. Yeah, that's a long time ago. Because they found documents from the year 1010 in which it mentions that the Emperor Heinrich II founded the monastery Poling. And Poling sounds like Polingsried, it's kind of the same name. Um, but they are not 100% sure if that's, if, they, if that's actually the location where the chapel is now or if that's the area. They're not 100% sure. But they are sure about a chapel that is mentioned in 1162, so 1162, is when this chapel is mentioned. And the location is mentioned exactly where the location is now. So the location has not changed. And then there's also an old map from the year 1568, which shows the chapel under the name Polingenried. So not Polingsried, but Polingenried. So two separate words and Polingsried is one word. So yeah, in 1568, you can find that map online. Um, it looks kind of cool. And then around that area of Polingenried, which was the name back then, there were also six farmyards. I'm not sure if there were more. I think it's not sure in general because they couldn't find anything. But they're sure of these six farmyards. Nowadays, it's said that the people left the farmyards, those six farmyards, those six families and people that lived there and people that worked there and lived there, that they left it because it was haunted around there. But we know that it was not haunted. So we're going to get to that in a second, though. I'm going to start try doing it chronologically. So in 1633, the pest broke out. And there was the pest around that area, and a lot of people were affected by it, um, a lot of people died of it. And the people that lived near the little chapel, I say church and chapel sometimes just because I don't want to repeat the same the word over and over. So the people that lived around there decided to have a mass um, every year on St. Sebastian's Day. And found documents the first mass ever held was on the 19th of January of 1634. If you Google St. Sebastian Day, it does say 20, 20th of January. So, yeah. But around that time is when the first mass was held. And they say that after this, the people that were in the range of the bells did not die of the pest anymore. So, wherever you lived... If you were able to hear the bells ringing, they didn't die anymore. And the, they couldn't find any more paperwork of people actually dying around there. So, yeah, maybe that helped. And they continued on doing that every year on St. Sebastian Day. I'm not quite sure if they do it anymore. Because I couldn't find that many things of what's actually happening with it today. But if they think there was a big fire in 1655, which destroyed a lot of this chapel... The reason they think this is because on an altar stone there is mentioning of um, or there's the year 1657. So they think because the 1657 is inscripted on 
an altar stone that the chapel was destroyed before that so the old altar stone was damaged so they think that it was a fire and it was rebuilt and then these farmyards were there for a really really long time and in 1756 the pastor Franz Salles Gaillier I'm not sure if I pronounced that last name wrong because I don't know what origin that last name is um, he complained about the poor poor conditions of this chapel and it did not get better there was also mentions later how poor the condition of the chapel is but anyway so there's people that lived in these farmyards around the area so yeah there are a bunch of legends around here which I'm gonna get into a second if you're from Germany you may recognize the name Maximilian Schmidt if you're not from Germany you may also recognize him he was an author he stayed um, near there and he visited the chapel a lot and he was in one of the masses that they held there and he was an author that the King Ludwig II really really liked and so he wrote um, he also wrote a fictional character a fictional story about someone named Polingsrida, Laurens Polingsrida, and it was about a little uh, farmer's son that from Polingsrida that moved to America. Yeah, so there are a bunch of mentions of some famous people that were around there, but not that much more of the history. So the church is dedicated to Saint George. So, yeah, some of the legends, I'm going to get into those now. They all left. And like I said, it said that they left because it was haunted around there. But there's actually a reason for it. So there is a monastery in that area or there was. A, there still is. I don't know. If it's probably not the same one. But there was a monastery in that area. And those farmyards and the property belonged to the monastery. But they turned into being property of the state and the state also a bunch of bought a bunch of property around there and then they built um, new trees because the state was like this destroys the you know this disturbs the forest so we're gonna rip all these farmyards down but they still used all the materials from those farmyards in different areas. So they probably used some of the like wood and some of whatever to maybe build new houses somewhere else. But they destroyed all those. And the people had to move. So the state pretty much kicked the people out. And the last farmyard was gone in 1864. And yeah, so that's pretty much most of the like really quick history of this. It's really old. I mean, the first 100% mention of this location is 1162. And we're in the year 2020 now. So just think about that for a moment. So there's a legend that there was a priest. And this priest had a big black dog. And there was this 13-year-old girl called Elizabeth. And the priest killed her. We don't know why. We don't know how. We know he killed her and then he threw her into the well that was there. Which I'm going to get into those after these stories. And his dog didn't like it. So this dog waited 
by the well for this girl to come back out. The priest went home, and then when the priest went back to the church the next time, the dog was still waiting there, and then the dog attacked this priest and ripped out his throat. And then while the priest died, he apparently said that he did this and that he killed this girl. And now to the facts. Well, first, this apparently happened in 1625. Now to the facts to the story. There's no facts about this. There's no found evidence of this except for a 13-year-old girl named Elizabeth that died there. Not on the chapel, but in one of the, I think, one of the farmyards around there. So she died because she fell off of, I think, the roof of one of the farmyards and died because of those injuries. So that's the only thing they found about a death, and that was in 1701. They don't know anything about this priest, about him killing a girl, about the dog. But this leads us to the next legend of a dog, a big black dog with fiery red eyes. And apparently you can see him at night wandering around the chapel. Um, You can hear his barking and sometimes the bark is carried by the wind kilometers and kilometers far away. So that's the other legend, that there's this dog that's in the forest around there. It's a really thick forest around this chapel. And then the forest is supposed to be cursed. I couldn't find out anything. Um, Why? I just found out, like, what kind of happens there. So apparently people get lost there. People that have a GPS with them get lost there the gps doesn't work anymore the people who like know their way around the forest get lost they can't find their way back or they come out a different area which doesn't make sense because they didn't walk into that direction so that's pretty much what happens in the forest yeah so i i was there i was in the forest and there are no paths in the forest around behind the, the church the only like paths that are there are like paths made by animals, so they're not like straight or or man-made or whatever. So maybe people get lost on those. I don't. I don't know, but it's a really thick forest, and the whole forest when I was there gives a weird vibe and very foggy. But yeah, so those are the legends. And then another thing is that there are some wells around this chapel i couldn't quite find why there are wells there because there are hundreds and hundreds and years old so i don't know maybe there there is information about this but i couldn't find anything of why they're there and all these wells are connected underground Um, maybe it was for water maybe it was for getting rid of something i honestly don't know but anyway, so it said, I was always told, so I have always heard of this when I growing up. So I've always heard of these wells and they're supposedly, so there are four around the church 
and or the chapel and then supposedly there's one underneath the chapel and i always heard the legend that it's they're located like a pentagram which is a circle so i always thought okay maybe it's lo- it's like a circle and the chapel like makes points which then they just think it's a pentagram but then i was also told that there that those four wells are in a circle around the church and the church is the middle of it which wouldn't make a pentagram that way but anyway so there's a map you can find where those wells are and they are not anywhere near a pentagram or anything any symbol so there's a church and then near of the like in front of the church to the right of it there's one of the wells and then in the a little bit in the forest there's one and then like even more in the forest in a different direction there's another one and then one is really not really far away but far away from those so three in like one spot and one far away and they're all connected and it's also said that all of the people that died of the past back in 16 around 1633 1634 the years that the pest was around that the people that died were thrown into there and that the like connection overflow and that the people they didn't have enough room for to put the people in there anymore but according to like how many people live there that doesn't make sense they wouldn't be enough humans to make these like little tunnels underground connections overflow so that doesn't quite make sense and then because of those legends there were a bunch of divers in there they look because there's still water in them especially if it rains the water just stays there and they went through this and they didn't find anything they never found bones they never found bodies they never found anything that makes them think that there were actually dead people there or that people were thrown in there nowadays the wells the openings of the wells are like they have steel over them so you can look into it and they have like a year on them too and it's pretty old so these steels over them is also pretty old but it's to make sure that no one falls into it because it's kind of hard to get out And it kind of seems a little creepy for me. The thought of falling into a well that's connected to three other wells underground. No, I wouldn't want to fall into that. But yeah, so I was there a couple months ago. And they're just like, this is like a teen. You can't even call it town. It's like four or five houses and they're like farms that are there and so if you i went there with my car so if you drive through that with your car you can get into the forest a little bit on like kind of like a dirt rocky road and then there's a parking lot a little parking lot that's especially for this chapel and then you have to walk a couple of minutes but there are also it's a beautiful forest so you can also there are a lot of hiking hiking spots and like trails so you can walk from somewhere else you can walk from one of the bigger cities near there or the towns near there and do a little hike there so i went there and then like on the way back because i was looking for the wells with this map which is not really easy to actually locate them on the map and actually find them in life but i found them and so the one that was far away is pretty much almost where i parked my car like a little bit in but it's far away from the church and then the other ones i found them too and it's so beautiful there 
it was really it was rainy the days before so it was really foggy and then when you're in front of the chapel to the left you're like kind of on top of a little hill so you can like see through the trees through the top of the trees or like the middle part of the trees and you, I saw the fog through the trees and then to the right you're just on the level of the forest so it's really pretty there I did not experience anything I did not feel any negativity there the only thing I just felt eerie there it was just a really weird feeling I knew all of these legends I grew up with her hearing these legends I was there the first time so I didn't quite know what to expect but it was just eerie I didn't experience anything but I was there during the day and I had my pendulum and the protection rock with me or protection crystal. And I did ask my pendulum a bunch of questions like if there's something there and it did say yes. But it didn't when I asked if it was negative, it did not say that it was negative, but it did not say that it was positive. So something may be there. I mean, this is a really, really old place. People probably died around there. And maybe some spirits are just still there because it's also really pretty. There's a little area where you can sit. Sadly, there was a bunch of trash also in the wells, which I think it's just really sad that people leave their bottles there. So I don't get why people just throw it into a well that skated up and destroy it and make it, you know, just destroy the aesthetic of it. I just think that's kind of sad. But anyway, I looked for those all those wells. I found all of them. They all look a little different. They all have a little more water or not more water in it. That's probably because they're connected and they're on a hill. And I don't I never heard of actually there being a well under the chapel. The chapel door was closed. I read that they do have a mass on Christmas there. I don't know if that actually is the case, if they actually still use it or not, but it's it seemed it's organized inside. It's really pretty. You can look in it from a window. So there's like a little bench. And if you step on it, because I'm tiny, so I have to get onto the bench to look through the window. And then I took a bunch of pictures and videos. And on the door, there's history of the chapel. So, yeah, that's the little story of the pest chapel in Polingsried. that was my first little story oh my god i was way too nervous so we'll see if i get better at telling stories if i do my research better but i actually wanted to leave this with a little experience and a little legend that is in probably every town this is the legend of the woman in white. And we have that in Munich too, yes. The woman in white is supposedly... So this, this is a little chapel on the side of the road. And um, there's a light there and a candle that's on in there. And um, supposedly a woman died of an accident and the guy disappeared and now she's looking for him and she's she you can see her on the side of the road near the chapel if you stop and let her in she just disappears after a while and if you don't let her in you get 
problems with your car and maybe she appears in the back seat and scares you so much that you have an accident so you know the legend exists everywhere so this is in the east of munich or east of munich not in munich but east of munich and it's called ebersberger forst and we have this legend in ebersberger forst of the woman in white there's also a huge so there's a huge forest around there there's also this and i i still haven't seen this yet because i wasn't in the forest yet but in the forest you're supposed to see like these flying lights and these in different colors and every all kinds of people there are so many like people telling the story of seeing these in the in the forest and there's no explanation for them because the lights of the cars would not reflect that way there's nothing there that would make these lights my theory is just that those are fays and fairies but who knows so back to the woman in white so that part where that chapel is you can also find it on google maps and stuff um is marked on google maps and so i was driving around i like driving around and i was like hmm Let's go there. So me and my boyfriend were in the car. I was driving and we went there and I was kind of like not freaking out. But I I have respect when I hear these stories because I don't want to mess with anything. So we were on the way there and he was like talking about it. I'm like, and I told my boyfriend, like, Can you please just shut up. Like, this makes me nervous and I don't want to be vulnerable if there is anything. So we talked about something else and we went there and then right where like this map areas are of the where you can see the woman in white there are like markings on the street or on like a map online where you're where you see this woman in white we see a fox running over the street like really slowly i had to slow down for it a little bit it was in the middle of the night it was dark so this fox runs from the left to the right we're like okay freaky so we drive by, we see the we see the chapel, and then my boyfriend's like, wouldn't it be freaky if we see it, that fox again? And so we continue driving, and then we see another fox that looks exactly like the first one, because it was a pretty small one. It's probably not the same one, because it was about like two or three or four kilometers apart. But there's a fox that runs from the left to the right. Really slowly, I had to slow down again. And when I looked, like, where it was, where we saw those two foxes were, like, the exact locations of where you see the woman in white. And I had a really weird, eerie, weird feeling inside. Like, I just wanted to leave that area. I don't know if the legend is real. I didn't see her. I didn't have any malfunctions. I just felt weird. And we just saw two foxes that looked the exact same on the beginning of the end of the street where you see her. So that's the little part I wanted to add in this to put in some of my personal experience. So yeah, first episode. I hope it's going to turn out okay. I hope the audio works. I My boyfriend does have a microphone or his parents still have his microphone. So maybe we can get that and get that fixed up and... I don't know if I will do good at editing, but I will try my best and post this. And thank you so much for listening, for hopefully enjoying this. You can obviously, because I'm going to be on Spotify, you can follow me. 
You can listen to my episode. You can share this podcast just so I can reach some more people and get more ideas. And yeah, so thanks for listening to Nightly Hauntings with me. Like I said, you can message me on Instagram, Dragon Rise. The A is a four. And I hope you had a good time. I hope you guys have a wonderful night. And please tell me your stories. Please, please, please. Because I love hearing these stories and I love talking about this, obviously. So yeah, have a good night and I hope you'll hear me soon and I'll hear from you soon.